0: mysterious mist and shrouded mountaintop fortress that is x and y communications headquarters you're listening to x and y on the fly the dating podcast with your hosts scott and emily
1: hey hey everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the big show my name is scott mckay
2: and i'm emily mckay
1: and today we're going to talk about something that uh, we've never talked about ever on this show And, you know, maybe we mentioned it in passing, but today we're going to hit it with a big heavy hammer, and that's this idea of having a feminine side if you're a man.
2: And a masculine side if you're a woman. Well, okay,
1: let's go there first.
2: (laughs) Okay, we could do that.
1: Uh, Let's talk about a woman's masculine side. When does that happen, and what does it look like?
2: Well, let's see now. If I can do handyman work around the house, would that count?
1: I don't know. I think you look kind of cute when you're fixing stuff.
2: Especially in heels?
1: Yeah, especially in heels. (laughs) That's more of the French maid kind of thing, you know? I think that turns us on because you're kind of doing stuff and looking cute while you're doing it. It's kind of the tomboy persona that we've talked about before. True. You like to do guy stuff because guys like to do it. You're trying to impress the guys and it looks good.
2: Yeah, and you know, y'all like tough women anyway.
1: Well, yeah, we don't like wimpy women. As a matter of fact, when I was a young man, I was given advice by someone I respected who said, marry a strong woman. And that was very good advice. So, being a woman who is not easily offended and isn't easily damaged and has some resilience… I'm not sure that's a masculine or a feminine trait. I think that's a human trait that both men and women can possess.
2: Yeah, I guess that would be true because you wouldn't want somebody that you partner up with and you feel like you have to babysit them and do everything for them. You want to be a partner in life. And if they're strong, or if we, if we're strong, you know that you have a partner in life.
1: Well, yeah, because here it is. Okay, let's level set this up front for all these guys. We talk on this show all the time about how masculinity and femininity are the building blocks of sexual attraction. Let me just throw it out on the table, and I want you to riff on this, Emily. Being a strong, resilient person, having self-confidence, believing you can do what it takes to get by in this life, is not what really contributes to us feeling horny for each other. A man or a woman can be that way. And it just occurs to us simply as someone who's got their act together, maybe a little mature, maybe someone who is higher end than other people, and someone who, uh, you know, is a little higher quality.
2: Well, I guess you could see it more like a characteristic. You know, if you're strong, you're hardworking, you're diligent, you are able to endure the test of times. Things don't blow you over and knock you down and, you know you together can fight anything. So, yes. But I would say that would be different than, let's say, physical strength. I mean, when we say strong women, we don't need six or eight pack abs.
1: No, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, most men I know like soft tummies on women.
2: Aw, How about little (laughs) chunky ones?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you haven't quite got there yet. But, I mean, even if you did, I'd still adore you. Aww. But – No, I don't know many men at all who prefer six-pack abs on the women in their life. I mean, if she has it and she's in shape, obviously being healthy is one of those features of humanity that is part of what I call being connectable. Everybody wants a partner who's healthy as opposed to sickly. Now, of course, you know. We agree to be with each other in sickness and health, and if sickness happens, we battle through it together, and we're a team. That's what love is all about. But do women need to be bodybuilders? I mean, that's almost a caricature in the eyes of most men. I mean, if she's into that, I mean, you got into Krav Maga for a while and wanted to (laughs) kick some ass. I
2: did, didn't I?
1: And women who can defend themselves are kind of hot, but it's because they're strong, because they have character, because they're resilient. And that weird – I don't know. For a lot of guys, it's weird. But some men, as we've talked about on this show, don't understand the concept of tomboy being different than being butchy.
2: True. Like I can go camping and roughing it and getting my hands dirty and muddy. Going out fishing and actually baiting my own fish or actually baiting my hook, to be more exact.
1: If you bait your own fish, you're in trouble. That's going to be painful. <laughs> Especially if they're big-ass fish like a shark or a marlin or something. I don't know.
2: I will leave that up to you boys. I ain't touching that.
1: Well, fair enough. But strength, the ability to go out and have a little fun, get some dirt under your fingernails. That's endearing to us as guys because... You gals want to do the cool stuff, and guys tend to do cool stuff. I mean, if guys want to knit, and guys want to sit home and be domestic, and all these perhaps unfairly stereotypical female roles, I mean, more power to us. But you're never going to see a Tom girl. In other words, a man who likes to do what the women like to do, who's going to be attractive to women.
2: Right. I can't picture being attracted to a man who liked to sit on a recliner with his two little knitting tools
1: and his chocolate martini <laughs> watching oxygen channel with you
2: knitting this awesome little sweater that he expects me to wear in the winter time for you know the ugly christmas sweater contest
1: <laughs> i once encountered a guy who hired me to coach him briefly just on online dating stuff and i read his online profile and what he was attempting to do was attract women by being more feminine. Like, for example, he joked, people tell me all the time, I'll make someone a great wife someday. Oh, boy. Brutal, right?
2: Yes. I mean, I've been I had friends that joke about, you know, I'm their house husband because I help them fix their house. Or I'm the RV husband because I help fix the RV.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> I don't like fixing the RV. For some crazy reason, you like fixing the RV.
2: Well, yeah, but I even have a friend with an RV, and I went and helped her out with hers. So now I'm called the her, her RV husband. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> well, that's probably because the guy who we both know, by the way, for those of you listening, this is a friend of the family. This couple is a friend of ours. I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to touch the RV either. I'm like, he is.
2: Right. You know,
1: the whole sewage RV thing, if you want to handle it, you handle it. And I'm not sure that makes anybody more feminine or less masculine. It's just what you like to do, and I'm comfortable with letting you do it, you know?
2: It makes us a team.
1: Right. I it, mean, there are things I like to fix, like the cars and the bikes and the oil changes and this, that, and the other. And I feel like a guy when I do that. But I, I certainly don't feel threatened because you like to do other quote-unquote technical things around the house.
2: And I love that you do that because I don't really have an interest in touching that stuff. And And I don't, do I?
1: No, you don't. And see, that brings it back full circle here. That has absolutely nothing to do with femininity and masculinity. It's just stuff we do. It's not who we are at our core. So masculinity. We provide, protect, preside with strength, confidence, boldness, dominance, if you will, which isn't a dirty word for those of you who are listening. Emily just got bright eyes and nodded when I said that. I'm
2: thinking dominance in a really good way.
1: In a horny way.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Those are the things that make women horny. But they have to be in a woman's best interest. And what is that best interest? Allowing a woman to be feminine. Joy, comfort, fun. I would dare say freedom. And you know, I've never uttered that word relative to femininity, but you know, it's amazing how men free up women to have fun, to have fun and extend the freedom of expression and emotion and thought to us as guys. You expand us by being feminine and we love it. We crave it. We eat it up. And yes, just like that dominance, if you will, makes women horny. It makes us as men horny. When you give us those feminine gifts, when you bring joy, fun, comfort, even, damn it, for most of us guys, a social life at all to us, we love you for it.
2: Aw. So you like it when I make you go to all those wonderful couples dates that we do together?
1: (laughs) I'm going to say yes for the sake of the show. (laughs) Although the introvert in me has an egg timer. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough.
2: Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Women so go ahead. On. Yeah. So that was about the women. What about you guys? You know, your, your feminine side, You're, you know, feeling like you could feel for us or, you know, have the softer side.
1: All right. Well, you know what? Let's throw that on the table.
2: Sure. So let's talk about guys and them getting in touch with their feelings.
1: Before I ever met you, I watched, you're going to laugh at this, the guys who are listening, the ladies who are listening, whoever you are listening are going to laugh at this. I've watched Saving Private Ryan on a date with a woman. And if you've ever watched the first 15 minutes of that movie, although it's extremely moving and it absolutely level sets us in terms of what the World War II generation dealt with and the bravado of our troops in that context. It's not exactly a date movie, okay? And... I remember the woman I was on the date with after we watched the movie. I'm paraphrasing. But her sentiment was, you boys are just crazy. You're stupid. You love to just go out and get shot up, and you'll run right into a hail of bullets and get killed because you just love war and guns. And I'm thinking to myself, those guys who stormed that beach were fearing for their lives. They had real, actual emotions that morning. They were heroes. They faced fear and did it anyway, as we talk about a lot. And I think a lot of women, perhaps erroneously, see masculinity as devoid of that feeling. And it goes back to the old adage that men are logical and women are emotional. And I think that is absolutely untrue. And I've said it before, okay? If you watch, I mean, pre-COVID, of course, but if you watch a bunch of men at an NBA game or an NFL game, When their team scores, they get very emotional.
2: Oh, yes. And when they lose...
1: They get equally emotional in the other direction.
2: Right. Stay out of his way. He's going to be moody. (laughs) Right.
1: And meanwhile, in the other direction... All of us have seen a mama out in public with a toddler who's misbehaving. She gets rational really quickly with that a little emotional child. Look, either you're going to stop doing this or there are going to be consequences. So I'm not so sure men are the reasonable, logical ones, and women are the emotional ones.
2: Yeah, sometimes we're
1: sergeant mom. (laughs) Sergeant mom, sergeant Sergeant waitress.
2: (laughs) Behave straighten up. Stop doing that.
1: Or you're going to get it. Yeah, I've seen that around the house. I've been like, damn, before, you know. Sometimes you're more <laughs> on that the point way. than I am. Yeah. Sergeant,
2: mom's coming through.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, emotions versus logic. It's not really a male-female thing. So that muddies the water a little bit, doesn't it?
2: It sure does. Maybe we should call it a human thing.
1: Yeah. Emotions. Women need to start thinking, hey, you know what? Men can be emotional. We do have a heart. And you know what, guys? Women have a brain. They can be logical. They're not going to be subject to you playing tricks on them, to throwing a pickup tactic at them.
2: Whisper three things in our ear, and we'll gladly open up our legs, because we don't have a brain. Of course we have a brain.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? You mentioned, obviously, marketing aimed at men to get women easily into their bed. What a lot of these guys who are listening don't know, And meanwhile, what a lot of you women who are listening do know is that the other side, the other genders, dating advice does the same thing. Whisper these three obsession phrases into a man's ear and he'll give you his credit card, stop looking at porn, never see another woman again, and just be obsessed with you and only you and give himself to you and commit.
2: But you see, we're humans and we both have feelings. We both are strong individuals. And in some cases, sometimes people aren't strong. So whatever the case is, we're all human beings, and Mm -hmm. we don't resort to that kind of tactic.
1: Well, all right. So let's talk about real femininity and real masculinity. We've kind of defined it here, and you would agree with me.
2: Absolutely. We talked about what it is and what it's not. It's really down to character and characteristics and traits.
1: Well, character is, am I a good, decent, high-quality person who does the right thing even when nobody... Is watching, lives by a code of ethics and honor, and I believe in it.
2: And that's not gender specific.
1: No, it absolutely is not. And I want to make sure that's absolutely underscored. This idea of men being providers, protectors, and presiders, you know, we take care of everything kind of at the bottom of a Maslowian hierarchy. And if you're unfamiliar with Maslow's hierarchy, it basically outlines the urgency of needs in life. At the base of this pyramid, if you think of it as a triangle, okay, is oxygen. Got to breathe. I mean, if someone throws you into a swimming pool with 50-pound cement shoes, you're not thinking that you could really use a hamburger.
2: No, that's true. The first thing I want
1: is to breathe. To breathe, right. So, food, then safety. Right Then sex, then self-actualization and fun wait and wait. no wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. no 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 I'm sorry but sex has to be at the very bottom of that list before well, oxygen before oxygen.
1: Oh boy <laughs> Just kidding. I can go th- I can go a minute and a half without oxygen. <laughs> I have a very very, very high fast. maintenance wife, ladies and gentlemen. yes. well speed is not a virtue. Says the most interesting man in the world on the Dosekis commercials.
2: I couldn't help myself.
1: Yeah, I know. It's all in the name of comedy.
2: Me exactly. Yeah, all right. So, I digress.
1: Right. <laughs> all of us do at this point. All right. So, masculinity, provide, protect, preside. We're taking care of the base of that pyramid. All right. Women bringing joy, fun.
2: I like comfort. Those
1: right. That's what we all live for on weekends. That's higher up the pyramid. So- In other words, men are making the world safe for women to provide femininity. Femininity is what we all live for on weekends. It's the higher calling. And I've said this on feminist radio shows before where I felt like, Hey, you know what? I'm going into this show and I'm being set up for a trap and I'm going to go on anyway. And indeed it disarms the host because they're like, All right. Well, you know what? I'm listening. And then you say something like, I know what women want. And they're like, Well, what is that? <laughs> you know, they're kind of snarky and laughing at you up front. A woman wants a man to hold her, tell her everything's going to be okay, and be believable. I've never had an argument.
2: I totally agree with that. I mean, I've had times where I break down and cry. I just need you just to hold me and tell me it's going to be okay and know that it will be. And it makes the world wonderful and feel safe again. And I do. I enjoy those things. I mean, I do appreciate that. Cuz sometimes it's good to have reassurance and comfort from somebody who's strong, sometimes stronger than me.
1: All right, so here it is. The masculine role is the leadership role because without what the masculine provides, the woman isn't safe in feeling that femininity can be bestowed. This is why And you've been a single mom. Oh, yes. If you're a single mom, you have to take care of all the masculine stuff.
2: At that point, I don't have time to break down and cry and feel sorry for myself. I have to stay strong on and on and on. I don't have the opportunity to go into a man's arms or a friend's arms and relax and cry and just... Have someone tell me it's going to be okay. Because at that point, I'm the one who's carrying both the feminine and the masculine role of being strong and not allowing myself to relax into the emotional aspect of life.
1: Well, that's a double-edged sword. First of all, you're so busy taking care of, well, let's just throw it on the table, the foundation of that pyramid. Okay, that masculinity is historically responsible for safety, security, feeding your kids, oxygen, I guess. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? They do, they do depend on me to keep moving.
1: Well, you know, make sure the smoke detector batteries are fed. You know, there you go, right? There's not any time left to be feminine. Mm -mm, And, And if you don't have a guy in your life, you have to be the guy. And even if you are a single mom and you do have a guy in your life, you can't expect him to just show up and carry the whole family. That would be unfair. So a single mom understands this very valid tension between being the man of the house, figuratively, and still having this yearning to be feminine. And what I tell men who date single moms is, look, Take care of everything. Take care of all the details. She has a babysitter. She's out of the house. She has a couple hours with you. Tell that woman, I'm taking you on a two-hour vacation. And she will basically drop her panties.
2: <laughs> we will melt at that. Yeah, right. Which is why spas are so popular, because we love the opportunity just to relax and enjoy life. As you said, freedom.
1: Okay, so if a man has a feminine side, well, you know Why beat around the bush, okay? Mm -hmm. My feminine side is a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just have an urge to do guy stuff. I want to be a hero for you. I want to be a hero for this family. That's what turns me on in terms of motivation.
2: So does that make you the uh, lesbian tomboy?
1: Wow, you're getting really deep. That's really (laughs) meta of you, you know? (laughs) I <laughs> couldn't
2: <right>. help myself.
1: <laughs> no, you can't because you're looking at me with those eyes already. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> meanwhile, I live for your giggle. I live for your joy. I live for the healthy reaction you have of bringing so much value to this entire family as a woman, of a strong woman, a powerful woman, a smart woman. I'm not intimidated by any of that at all because you bring happiness and joy and fun, and just this presence of what makes life worth living. And it is my honor, literally, literally it's my honor, to make the world safe for that, and the world being this microcosm of this household. And indeed, the kids learn from it. The kids respond powerfully to it. Dad's making the world safe. Dad's Making sure everybody's heads stay together when the whole rest of the world is losing theirs, right? Kipling if, right? Or even when I'm losing mine. Right. Sure. You betcha. And you don't take that as insulting or an affront to you as a human because you understand my intention. My intention is to preside, protect, and provide. And I do it, and here's the key, in your best interest, in the kid's best interest. It's not selfishly because I'm going to take all the money I made and buy a new truck or something. It's because I want my family to thrive. I want my family to feel love. I want my family to feel safe. And when you feel my arms around you and I tell you everything's going to be okay and you believe it, what comes from that? Everything that makes my life wonderful everything that makes John's life wonderful, my son, everything that makes Sarah's life as wonderful as it can be, all because you and I are in synchronicity with our masculinity and our femininity. Does that mean I'm never going to do something nurturing? Does it mean I'm never going to do anything that promotes fun or joy in this family? No. Does that not mean that there will ever come a time where for whatever reason, I'm not able to stand in the gap and be the provider and protector, and you fill in for me.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, because we're human. But at the baseline, you're a woman, I'm a man. Not only does that design work, but it continues to make us horny for each other for 15 years and
2: beyond. And beyond, exactly. We've been together for so long and it doesn't feel like it's been a long time, no. but girls listen to how he talks and it's every bit the way it is in our life every single day. You know, it's wonderful to be with somebody who loves and appreciates you and you can hear it in his voice and you know that every decision he makes is for your own good. You know that when he makes a decision, you know, you're not going to suffer. You're like, oh, great, now he's spent the money here and now we're going to have to figure out what to do with that or this. You know, we didn't have enough for the house or we don't have enough for the car. You know, those are awful things to worry about. And someone who do those things or someone who does those things isn't looking for your own safety and security. They're being selfish. And when you're with someone who isn't selfish, who is truly always doing what's in your best interest and your family, you're able to relax and you're able to share your feelings and your emotions and be a team. Then you don't really mind doing things together or stepping up and taking certain roles as partners. You don't have to worry about giving up yourself as a human
1: being. Yeah, you're a team. It's literally the two of you adding up to more than the sum of your parts.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, one plus one equals four or five.
2: They always say you're better half. If you're both the better half, how awesome is the two together? More than 100%.
1: Agreed. And what an incredible example to the children. Yeah. You know, I want to share with these guys that a lot of times masculinity is coming under fire. That it doesn't matter. That it's toxic. There's virtuous masculinity, and then there's the shadow of that. There's the perversion of
2: that. The toxic side.
1: Right. And that goes true for femininity, too. If there's a woman in your life, gentlemen, who is taking your good intentions for being a provider, protector, and presider, and weaponizing that against you. You're not doing enough. You should do more. And I don't owe you anything. That's toxic femininity. That exists. Right. And guys, if you are making your wife and children live under a regime of fear, and you feel good about that power you hold over them, you're being toxic. The way this works, in essence, is men are doing what's in the best interest of their wives and their children, and women are gladly bestowing the gifts of joy, comfort, and fun to those men in reward for their heroism. Men just want to be appreciated. Women just want to feel safe.
2: And all together, we feel wonderful and happy. And as a result, you know, everybody benefits mm-hmm. from this. Right. But no one wins and somebody loses.
1: Right. No one is in charge. No one is lording it over the other. That mm-hmm. is the essence of having two people in a relationship who really are equals.
2: And nobody's losing either. We're not losing a piece of ourselves or, yep. giving, you know, if I give in to this person or this man, well, I'm just making myself weak. I'm, you know, giving up a little bit of myself just because, you know, he's in my life.
1: That's the social construct, not the masculinity and femininity itself.
2: Exactly.
1: Right. So, yeah, to kind of boil this all down, I said, half-jokingly, my feminine side is a lesbian. But I think there's this perversion going on where men need to be more feminine and women need to be more masculine. And I think the reason why that comes about is because it's considered a power play. As if men somehow have the power and women don't. But when this is all done by design, actually, women have the power because they're bringing what we love to this world, and men are merely the enablers. So if you think about it, why would women want to hijack the enabler role and men be the ones who bring all the joy and comfort to the world? Well, I think it's because of a perverted sense of where the power is, you know, and that comes from men having perverted that power. But a real man wouldn't do that to begin with, so the whole fallacy falls apart at the seams.
2: Right. And I can see where women feel this way because there's been a lot of guys out there who have really done a lot of damage.
1: And there's been a lot of women who've really done a lot of damage saying to guys, hey, you know what? Because you're a man and the patriarchy and this and that and the other, you're the one who did everything wrong and I can't do any wrong because I'm a woman and I'm inherently blameless. And that's where things get dysfunctional, isn't it, Emily?
2: It sure does. Just remember, there are a lot of bad apples on this planet. There's a Mm. lot of men and women who don't know how to be kind to one another. Really, that's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. And so you have these toxic human beings perverting either the masculine side or the feminine side because we can hijack either one. But just because you have been around a lot of toxic human beings – doesn't mean that there's somebody out there who knows how to demonstrate true masculinity, who doesn't know how to demonstrate true femininity in a way that benefits everybody.
1: But hey, you know what is absolutely positively true, and I think this is a great way to close this out, is when you have a woman who loves her femininity, and you have a man who loves his masculinity, and they understand how this dance is danced and the value of both sides' contribution.
2: You know, you have really a
1: very good foundation for a great and very horny relationship.
2: Yes. I was gonna say that there's a lot of excitement in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's a lot of excitement in life outside of bed too.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. You and I are best friends and we adore each other sexually. Yeah. There's this component of masculine feminine polarity that really just drives something special between us. And then There's that fact that we get each other and we adore each other regardless of the sexuality. And that's just an amazing combination.
2: What a wonderful gift in life, isn't it?
1: Especially to our children. You betcha. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn more about who we are and what we can do to make your relationships better with each other, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're a guy, go to mounttoppodcast.com. If you're a woman, go to scottandemily.com. My name is spelled with one T, by the way, front slash podcast. So scottandemily.com front slash podcast. Whichever website you choose to go to, you can click on the red button in the upper right hand corner and talk to us for free for 25 minutes. Perhaps we can put together a coaching program that will get you in touch with who you are, the kind of partner you would like to have. And make that happen in your life. If you're already in a relationship, this is something we do not talk about nearly enough in this show, but we have actually worked with two new couples within the previous week at the time that we're recording this, both of whom signed up for our 10 Plus program. We absolutely do transform the fortunes of couples who are seeking to grow together in life, love, and unity as men and women of purpose And who love each other and want to do right by each other. Whichever site you go to, mountaintoppodcast.com or scottandemily.com front slash podcast. Click on the red button in the upper right-hand corner and talk to us.
2: We'd love to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. And with that, we're going to close this show. From X and Y Communications in San Antonio, Texas, my name is Scott McKay.
2: And I'm Emily McKay.
1: Be good out there.
2: And have fun.
0: You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisper, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x net media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.